0: opportunities
1: will give me
0: what I need to level up life. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad and Eric here, and we just want to welcome you back to another week at the round table. We are so grateful to have you, and we have a wonderful episode in store for you. So stay tuned and enjoy. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hayfler here with my main man, Eric Dixon. Yo. And we are The Lights at the Roundtable. And we'd like to welcome you back to another amazing episode, another amazing week with us at the Roundtable, sharing our light, sharing our love for life and for you and sharing our gratitude and uh, everything in between, you know, and whatever comes up and whatever comes out
1: whatever comes up and whatever comes out yep whatever yep. goes down you know <laughs> it's about to go down It's about to go down we got a special guest this evening miko oh the meekster miki was feeling a little lonely outside today so uh, we decided to bring him in and he seems to be pretty pretty satisfied miko. yeah I, I think he's got a little stage fright he's got that look in his eyes like yeah. i don't know what to say yeah He's facing away from the mic right now, so he might not talk much. But um, well, he seems pretty content on my lap. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep him around. He's there good, you go. He's a good dude. Um, yeah, man, he's a good dude. Speaking well, of good dudes, Eric, you're a great dude, Chad. Yes. Are you looking in the mirror?
0: Yes, I am. Divine reflection, brother. <laughs>
1: How the hell was your day, man? Um today was uh today was interesting. There was a lot of growth that happened today. Mm-hmm. Um coming off of <laughs> coming off of a, the biggest race that I, we've ever done. Uh surely the biggest race I've ever done. Yeah. And uh today was interesting. So immediately it felt better to to get up and feel a little less sore than <laughs> um than I have been the past 2 days. Mm-hmm. So so that was awesome and I've been thinking about my like best part of the day yeah that was it waking up and not feeling like you <laughs> <Wait>. did monday <laughs> yes yes uh which yeah waking up monday i felt like absolute hell yeah. had hit me yeah um yeah but today was good walked around a little bit more um the stairs uh felt a little bit better today uh yeah so good day good good man. day man yeah, now we're here. It's podcast day. Podcast day. Yep. Yep. Bestie time. Um uh, yeah, man. It's uh it's been a good day. What about yours? Good brother.
0: Um, man, I've had a really great day. I've had a really great day. Yeah. Um so what what Eric's alluding to, him and I ran the flying pig this weekend. Yeah. One of the biggest marathons in the nation. I didn't realize <laughs> how fucking big it
1: was. Didn't realize it. I don't know for you, but for me. Didn't realize it until a week. Before the race. Yeah.
0: It was a couple of days for me. <laughs> I
1: was taking a couple thousand people,
0: and it was like 20,000. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fucking people.
1: <laughs> and uh, uh, one of the hardest courses to do Yeah, in the marathon game, right? so to say.
0: Yeah. So b- before we get into that, my day, we just I just felt super grateful today. It was one of those days where I was fortunate enough to be off of work for the last two days. Mondays and Tuesdays are my days off, so... I had the the benefit of being at home and being sore. Um, so I got to spend some time with my family. Got to go to the gym, get a good workout in. Got a few recovery miles in. Saw that. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, was just, it was just a good day. Went on a sushi lunch date with my wife. Yeah. It's always nice. This is your favorite meal. Yeah, like. I do. We love sushi. And yeah. we went to, it, it was a great Date, but we went to our old favorite restaurant Kyoto and Fields Earle Blue Ash area.
1: Nice,
0: no longer our favorite. No, a lot's changed. I don't know if management management has changed <laughs> management <man-a-ment. laughs> management management has changed or whatnot. But um, huh. it was the quality had has dropped off drastically. Interesting. So um, it's also the last time we'll go there. But it's huh. good, man. I woke up, got a workout in, yeah. lunch date, kids came home. That's good. Nice, yeah, it's a, it a good day. Now it's podcast day. Yep. So family and my bestie, in one day, it felt good, man.
1: I'm talking about the biggest moment of our life. Yeah, <laughs> one of them. Yeah, dude. <laughs> as far as racing and challenges go.
0: Yeah, dude. It was um, it was a good weekend. huh? Right. good <laughs> weekend, huh? <laughs> Very challenging. So,
1: yeah. So there there was like a couple challenges, uh, in the challenge too, and one which was um, which which was the anxiety of parking because when we found out there was going to be 20,000 people there, we both, I know I did. I was like, uh, okay, what about parking? Right. So, were, so you had already had a game plan set up. And, um, when you told me that, I was like, man, I don't even know if that's early enough with all these people. So you, uh, you had texted me when you got there. What time did you get there? I think it was like four. Yeah. It was like three fifty-five. Yeah. And, um, you text me, and you're like, dude, parking lot's clear, and nobody's here. I was like, oh. So, yeah, a breath of relief. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you've never been to Cincinnati, when there's an event like that going down, there's roads closed. There's, I mean, all kinds of stuff going on. One-way streets. Those streets, some of them are shut down, so then you can't even get through on those. Like it's, right. It is hectic. Yeah. It's also, some of the... Um, Parking garages, the ones that we needed to go to, were like right by the exit. So at one point, when you drive downtown in Cincinnati, you're going down and you're like by the uh, by Paul Brown Stadium, and you can get on 71. But if you go like a little bit further, you can go down to the parking garage and right. ma- and make a left <laughs> and that too. But like, if you're not really like paying attention or you might be in traffic or something, you could very easily just get, drift right onto 71 right back onto and, the just, yep, and just peace out. Like, like oh, fuck. Yeah. And then you, and then, you know, and then you got to turn around. So it's like, oh, there's all these like little hidden things that you can do mm-hmm. where it's like you're in traffic. It's going to be tough to, to really get over and like do what you need to do. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, we live in a smaller town where there really isn't too much traffic like that. So that's mm-hmm. like a, it's a big thing. Yeah. And yeah, when I found out, I was like, okay, like, well, how are we going to get out? Like, is this going to be, is it going to be an hour process to get in and then, then the race and then another hour to get out? Like, right. Man, that's something that like I have to put into my mind to get ready for. Mm-hmm. So it was a big thing. And I told you that when I got there, I was like, dude, thank you. Yeah. It was a huge anxiety relief. Like, yeah. Parking spot. Got. We know that we can leave when when we're done. We're good. Yeah. Great. Yeah, man. You know, that's, and we discussed this,
0: um, that morning, but one thing I've learned in my life is there is nothing worse than scrambling to an event and showing up right on time. And then there being extra stressors of no parking or traffic or, and then you're not sure where you're going, Uh what the process is. So something I developed at a very young age is dude it's better to get there and fucking wait. Yeah. Scope out the scenery. Like I think it was probably part of my military training too that really yeah. ingrained it. It's like it's better to show up and be prepared and have to wait than scramble and be fucking frantic right. when it starts. Yeah. So, I the race started at 6:30. Mhm. I got there. I woke up at 2:30, did some stretching, ate some breakfast. Um got all my shit ready the night before so I, I just had to get up stretch and roll the
1: fuck out yep <laughs> that was fun it was I, I enjoyed packing yeah the night before yeah because i packed my gels and um got all that ready made sure my race outfit was was set yeah um i put my bib on my shirt you know mm-hmm. so it wouldn't look you know crazy wouldn't look stupid like right you could see the numbers because that's important too because that allows you to track your time yeah. And for people to track you and for, and then at the end to get, picture, get pictures. Right. Cause they're able to track you through your number. Right. So you want to make sure that stuff is visible. So I lined, you know, all that up, tried some things on. I was like, mm, doesn't feel good. Found something else. I found those compression socks, mm-hmm. which really I think helped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm probably not going to need these. Yeah. <laughs> Needed those. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, because those definitely, I mean, they had to have helped with the inflammation because at one point in the race, walking hurt worse than running. That's what kept me going at one point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed packing, man. It, yeah. was, it was cool. I, I liked that part. I never, uh, never done that before. So we got ready. We got parked. Yeah. Stretched. Did a little walk around, check some stuff out. Yep, which we've done on our previous races. They just haven't been this big, right? We went to the lake. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but yeah, so we got to our starting point, point. Mm-hmm. and then it started. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was
0: um, it was crazy to see how many people like. There so Be- many because people. when you tell people like you're in your daily life, like, "Hey, I'm running a marathon," or "I've ran a marathon," they're like, "How far is that? Like, yep. Why the fuck would you do that?" Listen, and listen. then to see like twenty thousand fucking people there, it's like, "Okay, who am I talking to? How, does nobody, know? <laughs>
1: How does nobody know?" Listen, I told it, I told a person today twice that I ran the Flying Pig, and they were like, "Did you run the Flying Pig?" I was like, "Yeah." And so, like, you know, they could tell I was sore and stuff. And I was like, yeah. And at the end of the day, asked me again. And it, was like, it was like, wait a second. You ran the whole one? Like, the whole thing? I was like, mm hmm. Yeah, the whole 26 miles, 26.5. Ran the whole thing. Cause, yeah. Same guy we talked about before. Yeah. So, so the, the interesting thing is like, yeah, dude, I noticed the same thing. I'm like, every person I tell, they're like, what? You <laughs> ran a marathon? Right. But then, yes, there was so many people there that it, it was obviously hard to not run into somebody right. that wasn't about that. Right? Like, it was very, it was very interesting to see. <clears throat> it's a, yeah,
0: man. It I, it's such a huge culture, and I do. There's there were people from. I talked to a couple people along the run, just like small talk as we're like chopping in the later miles, and uh, one guy was from Connecticut that was coming to run it and he said people come from all over the country he's like i travel all over the country and run these i'm like holy fuck you people do that okay cool nice yeah and, and my boss's wife when i was talking to him last week she he he said she runs marathons yeah and uh he he said she said <laughs> that um cincinnati is one of the most difficult because of the hills and boy who that is one thing i did not prepare for because i brutal i didn't i didn't study the course i'm like oh 26 miles i'm gonna run 26 miles Yep. so as i'm running on my treadmill and on the bike path that's flat as fuck mm-hmm. i'm like oh dude at nine nine and a half minute pace i'll be yeah. good yeah <laughs> well you do three miles of hills at cuts down <laughs> cuts down your energy levels and, and your time well, it doesn't cut down your time it adds a lot quite it, a bit time. yeah
1: it, it added a lot to mine um that's for sure and i told one person the week before i was like yeah you know i live in like downtown loveland mm-hmm. and there's hills everywhere and um yeah no not like cincinnati not like cincinnati um and not like not <laughs> not in a and also the hills st- kind of started at I think it was six mm-hmm. and went. I think I think they went for the rest of the course
0: it felt like it
1: because it you I felt like every every street we went up was at like a decent incline and then you would round the corner and go up further I felt right. like we were just climbing a hill mm-hmm. with pavement on it I was like what <laughs> when is this stop and then and then I heard a couple of people and I wanted to go back and be like liar like last hill yeah they were like hey this is the top this is the top i heard that a few times yeah dude i did too (laughs) and and i was like no it's not i see a hill right there right (laughs) but this yeah i remember yeah mile six and it the, the climb was intense yeah it was it was very intense um but uh lucked out with the weather because it looked, I mean, I think at mile five when we were heading over like a bridge or something like that. Towards Mount Adams. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was black. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was black as night and yeah. I thought it was going to pour. Mm-hmm. Did for like 0. 0.5 seconds. Yeah, and I didn't bring my poncho. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. I left my poncho in my car. I le- yeah, I left, my, yeah, I left in, the, in the car. I also didn't bring my waterproof phone case. I didn't bring my bag for my phone either, but we lucked out we
0: did we lucked out mother nature looked out for us man it was um it was definitely one of the most outside of marine corps boot camp it was the toughest physical feat that i've ever conquered and Mm -hmm. the toughest physical feat that i voluntarily conquered yeah you know yeah in the marine corps you don't have a fucking option they're like hey go fucking go march 15 Mm -hmm. miles with your shit on yeah you just fucking do it (laughs) um but voluntarily i guess you could say i voluntarily joined the marine but that was to serve, not to fucking hike fifteen miles with right. gear on, you right. know. Yeah. Um different purpose for sure. For sure, man. And um I feel fucking I feel amazing. <laughs> I these last two days have I feel like I've found a new gear and I know I've said that a few times, but as you continue to evolve and grow and push yourself and there there are unlimited amounts of gears that you can find and you know, one thing for me is I'm big in numerology and my my bib number was thirty-five thirty five. And I'm like, oh, double thirty five. Okay, what the fuck does that mean? So naturally I get my phone out and it's like what what does thirty-five thirty-five mean spiritually? And uh talked about upcoming um opportunities, events completely transforming and changing your life. And I'm like, Oh, hmm. interesting. I wonder if that's talking about this race or what, you know, what could be coming. But um now in retrospect, man, after completing it, man, I and feeling so good, I was a lot less sore than I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was fucking sore, yeah. but I was just sore. I wasn't injured, which was huge for me after injuring myself in the last big right. race we did. Right. Um, and then dude, my knees didn't bother me at all. That was really? a huge thing for me. It was more my quads yeah. that bothered me and, and my right ankle. Uh, the front of my right ankle, I think, from the repeated just constant on the blacktop, um, was bothering me. But man, I, I felt good and I felt strong. And Matt Kestner, shout out to Matt, dude, he had his personal record, he ran in like three forty-five. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, they fucking smoke, beat me by an hour, bro. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude, good for you. But he he said it's like his twelfth flying pig. So we got some time to go. To cu- I can cut an hour and twelve of them, maybe dude yeah (laughs) so possible absolutely obviously absolutely and um you know i had talked about i said something to him i'm like hey uh yeah this will be first of many hopefully and he responded back like no better time than now yeah and he sent me another race it's a Mm -hmm. 50k yeah which 50k i looked it up as 31 31 yeah 31.1 miles and i was like oh fuck all right, let's do it. And I mean, he's right. He's like, You're already, you are. already have the endurance for it. Yep. Let's fucking go. Yep. And it's June 4th, so signed up for that. So I didn't give myself any escape routes. Nice. It's only 40 bucks too. Nice. It's not, not 200 bucks like the pig was, which, come to find out, I could have got a 20% discount, but whatever. Yeah. It, neither here nor there. So, yeah, June 4th, 31.1. And it's like a trail run nice yeah around um there's a couple waterfalls on the course and it'll be cool i like the trail runs yeah the city I, the city's a lot
1: the a city lot. is a lot it's a lot of stimulation dude there, i was surprised how many people line the streets there's some dude there, there was a person everywhere at yeah. every mile at every corner at every everywhere yeah there's a person a lot of them yeah dude with signs, with clappers, with water, with Gatorade, with treats, with bacon. Bacon. With did you take some of the bacon? I did not. I took some of the bacon. I, I was did like, not. Oh, I gotta have something. I was at eight to mile eighteen. Yeah. Um It was yeah. like a little festival in
0: that town. They had bouncy mm-hmm. houses and I don't I forget where it, it was. It was a
1: cool it was a cool little town. Yeah. I don't know where it was That either.
0: was. it was like a big turnaround point. Mm-hmm. I stopped at the prayer, the prayer and healing because uh there was a prayer and healing station right by where they were passing out the bacon right Mm -hmm. by the bounce house, but it was just one guy and it just had a little tent and it was like this older guy. He's probably a pastor or reverend or something. And dude, my legs were screaming at me at that point. Like my quads were starting to really like, Hey bro, I don't think we're going to carry you this much further. Right. And uh, I stopped and I took the guy's hand and I just said, thank you so much. And dude, the pain just like subsided completely. Amazing. At least for a mile or two, and then right. once I continued on the path, it's like, okay, we're back, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But dude, it was cool, man. It was it was a really powerful moment for me, and um, man, that was. So let me ask you this: what was what was the first point where you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> like what the fuck have I done?
1: Uh, <laughs> it probably. It really happened at uh, at mile twenty two. Yeah, because that's when it went from. Um, well, that's when I that's when I realized that walking hurt worse than running. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> what have you? What are you doing? Right? What have you done? Like, right. like, oh boy, that can't be normal. That running hurts less than walking. Yeah, and. But I I can I continued, uh, you know. But that was that was the point where I was like, oh boy. Well, how how else are you going to get through this race? Right. <laughs> because <laughs> because you've been running for four hours straight. Right. What else are you going to do? Right. And there's only one answer to that. <laughs> well, there's two. Yeah. But the only one that was acceptable was continue. Right. What mile was it on the oh, dude, in the very open? Um, we were, I think we were on a major highway. I don't know which one it was though. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
0: Uh, I think it was, was it 50? I think it was around 50. Or no, that was in the 20s. Hold on, I know exactly what you're talking about where there was like a bridge.
1: I feel like it was in the 20s, man. That's that's around the point where I was like, how how are you gonna finish this? Yeah. Yeah, I was I mean I was it wasn't like I was barely moving, but to me I was barely moving. Yeah. And it was I think my pace was like eleven, eleven thirty something at that point. And um but yeah. Eight eighteen and on was like just it's where it really set in. Twenty two to twenty six or twenty two to the finish was like okay, twenty three, twenty-four 25, 26. Yeah. That's, that's how it went. And I was like, yes, after every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that's how I got through it. I counted them down. Yeah. Never have I been through something as physically challenging as that. Yeah. it was hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that, that stretch of that highway area that you're talking about was one of the areas that got me to, I think it was around 18 or 19.
1: It was around there somewhere.
0: Yeah because I
1: realized
0: I did a bunch of extra shit that I didn't do during training. Like I bought a, uh, a little fanny pack belt to wear to hold my gels and stuff. Come to find out, I took it off and, and left it on the side of the road because I had the fucker so tight. It was affecting like my blood circulation to my legs. Cause when I took it off, it was like my fucking like blood just rushed to my legs. I was like, Oh oh. Damn. Okay. So I had it on too fucking tight, and Plus I had a towel tucked into it and my t-shirt. So it just made it that much tighter. Yeah. It's like, dude, all the videos I watched, like tips and advice, like train with everything you're going to have that day or don't have it that yeah. day. And I fucking, I wore a hat. I've never worn a hat running. Yeah, never. <laughs> and it's just like holding and trapping in the heat. It wasn't even a runner's hat. It was like this thick ass wool, not wool uh, some kind of thick material like yeah. wounded warrior hat yeah, yeah. And, and I saw it the morning I was going to run I'm like oh I'll, I'll run with that it'll keep the sweat out of my eyes It was right. like dude what the fuck are you doing yeah. so I, I made a bunch of rookie mistakes Yeah, um, room for improvement yeah. you know um, I definitely need new shoes the shoes I ran in I, <laughs> I did well in the first half marathon we ran and then I, I think I would have fared a lot better if i had decent running shoes because i've had those shoes for like 15 fucking
1: years yeah yeah i mean it it, it can't hurt i don't think all right you know um man even like uh, even like that again i i don't i wouldn't chalk it up and say i i trained the best for this for this marathon but i do i did buy some pretty good shoes and i have trained over the past years but my ankles were the worst part of the of what was hurting mm-hmm. the day after, screaming. Yeah, if they had a voice, it'd be like, "Bro, get off of me! Like, <laughs> get sit down." <laughs> um, yeah, man, that was uh, yeah, that was that was where I realized it. Yeah, uh, what about you? Um, you know, I didn't even realize how. Well, you said you hit a gear. You said you hit a different gear. Yeah, I it, did, and it got kind of dark. Yeah, so and you picked up your pace.
0: I did. I did. Probably my last, my last couple miles were probably they weren't my fastest looking at the time, but they were the max. They were the most effort I yeah. exerted. Um, I thought for sure when I when I told you, I was like, "Dude, my five k, my last five k was my fastest." Yeah, dude, I like I found a dark place that yeah. I used to go to, and not dark in a sense of. It's hard to explain, but like this just savage, like, bro, stop being a fucking pussy like some David Goggins shit. Like, stop being a fucking pussy. You signed up for this shit. Nobody feels fucking sorry for you. Everybody else is out here. Look at those girls up there. Stop being a bitch. That woman's probably 50 years old and she's outrunning you. Stop fucking being a bitch. Like, that kind of dark place. Like, just motivating myself. And I went to turn on some Goggins and my fucking earbuds died. Like, I had the Bluetooth earbuds and... It was, they were fucking dead it's like oh fuck great now i gotta run the last six fucking miles with no music no motivate, and that's when i started to sink in that dark place but when i first initially was like oh bro bro you, you still got you still got a long way to go it's probably like mile 16 yeah. the first half of the race like i hit the mile 13 mark i was like oh fuck i'm already at 13 yeah Did i feel fucking that's, good
1: yeah i was like okay I got this. Dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I felt good yeah. about mile 16 is where I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Okay. And then about mile 18, that's when I started dropping gear. Like I ate my last gel, dropped my belt, changed my phone into my little uh, pocket on my, the running tights that I had mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of rearranged everything. I stopped on that bridge mm-hmm. and I stretched. Like I fucking did my quad stretch. Yeah. And shit. I stopped
1: a couple of times and did some stretching. Yeah. yeah. And
0: I did some lunges and stuff just to try to engage different muscles mm-hmm. and, and wake up different muscles. And a tip that I learned from bear Nick bear. Oh yeah. He talks about like engaging other muscles on yeah. long runs. And so it's was like, oh, I'll fucking try that. And it, it helped, yeah. you know, it helped a little bit. Uh, one time I went to stretch my quad and I got the biggest fucking Charlie horse in my, the arch of my foot. It was like, "Oh, oh fuck. Oh fuck. Like nope it's not my quad that needs stretch." Uh, like just grab my foot and like pulled my toes up and it was like, "Oh, please. Please go away. Please go away." <laughs> so, um yeah. yeah. <laughs> From mile 18 to 20, I um I walked quite a bit. I probably walked maybe a half a mile yeah. between those two miles. Yeah. Um not consistently, but I would jog for a couple hundred yards, and then I would stop. And be like, "Okay, bro, yeah, you have six miles to go. Like, you, it's okay to walk. Yeah, you've well, never run twenty six miles. Yeah. It's okay, bro." Yeah. And so I gave myself the grace to to walk some, and and to like, I was like power walking, like speed mall walking, yeah. just and I was like taking longer strides to try to stretch out my muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. it's about mile twenty two, mile twenty three. They were offering beers on the side of the road. Did I you pass that. those people? Yeah. I grabbed a beer. I'm like, this will loosen up my muscles. Yeah. And it fucking did. And yeah. that's that's when I was like, okay, bro, you, this is the home stretch. This is the home stretch. I could see the city in the distance. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can see the city. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's fucking go. The faster you finish, the faster you'll be done with this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Just push through. So, yeah, it was good, man. It was it was a, quite an experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of us, man. Yeah. That's a fucking daunting task. Yeah. That was a, definitely a daunting task and really humbling task. Mm-hmm. Especially, like I said, man, to see some of these older people mm-hmm. like in their fifties, yeah. uh, women blowing by me. It's like, bro, damn, damn. I got, a, I got a lot of more training to do, you know? Yeah. Mm. So
1: yeah yeah, I mean there there was people blown by me, and um, yeah, a lot of people that were older, a lot of that were younger, yeah, a lot that I would say were in better shape than me, some that were in not better shape than me right um, is very surprising and uh, yeah, very humbling, very um, yeah, very tough but yeah i'm I'm very proud we we finished like that was uh <clears throat> my ultimate goal was to finish um and we did um uh, i'm still i even told you today I was still looking at the map, like I don't understand how far this is it's a right. long way man yeah twenty six miles dude like it's a long way, yeah, it's a long way, <clears throat> yeah,
0: it is, and you know i I mentioned it before we started recording, but <laughs> When I got when we got into Marymont, yeah. I'm like, I that was like a place I'm familiar with, and I'm like, how the fuck am I in Marymont? That is nowhere close to Cincinnati. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I think it was like mile twelve or thirteen. It's close to the halfway point. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're in Marymont, bro. You started by
1: Paul Brown Stadium and you're fucking Marymount. It's like a
0: 20 minute drive
1: and that's a a sinking (laughs) feeling you're like man i gotta run all the way back right if i walk now i'm really fucked it's gonna take me all day (laughs) see that's where i like not knowing where i'm at because i just had no clue yeah i I don't recognize any of this stuff perfect i think i I deliver over here this has got to be far away right (laughs) do hey
0: do you know does your does your um watch Mm -hmm. track each mile or Uh, increments or yeah because the the flying pig, it broke it up in like six, five, six miles. Yeah, I don't, like, it it, yeah, I don't yeah. like that. I yeah. I would have liked to see each individual mile yeah. because I feel like my first few, my probably my first five k and my last five k were probably my fastest. Um,
1: let's see, you didn't track it on your phone this race.
0: No, because I started thinking about it, if I would have had my location services on, plus music, have, I got an old ass phone. Yeah. It would have, I would have been out of phone battery in two yeah. hours.
1: Yeah, most yeah, my, my watch does. Yeah. and then I upload it and it goes to an app, and the yeah. app tells me everything.. Yeah. I'm going I'm to get one now that
0: now that I've run it, because honestly, I was thinking about it like after before the race, I'm like, I'll do the flying pig. And we'll see if I continue to run. Yeah. Like that was kind of my subconscious mentality reflecting back. Yeah. Now that I've done it, it's like, fuck, let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's
1: go. Which is an awesome feeling. Yeah, it is. It's man. amazing. You know, yeah. Like, let's, let's grow. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Keep pushing. Which, which is like not the feeling that I have right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is strange. Yeah. I love to run. Yeah. Man. It's just like, dude, you, I think you need to take like some time off. <laughs> I don't know. You've also put a lot more miles on your body than I have recently. Dude. <laughs> and, yeah, this might have been the point where it's like, hey, man, you need to settle it down for a second. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you've got a lot of big um, mm-hmm. milestones coming
0: up, too. Sure. You're going to try to get off your medication, which is your intention for after the race. So right. preparing for another race doesn't really give you time to... Right, figure that out so oh. you had you had other plans you got oh, a yeah. baby coming right you got to be rested for the baby
1: right i'm just saying you know after a a big thing like that it's like you know after every other accomplishment that i've done like that it's like okay so what's next yeah and then the thought of like that not being there yeah it's it is showing me that there is something else they have a lot of other things going on yeah you know just weird to not want that hunger afterwards. Yeah. Oh, okay. I accomplished that. Good.
0: I think. Do you think it's um? Do you think it's a place of peace that you found, like not having to strive? Man, I don't know. Or do you? Or are you just still processing? It I think I'm sense? still just processing it. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. I know one thing though, like especially Monday morning. Um, I don't know. If it's, mm, it's, it is possible anything is, but like, man, it was very hard to be in, in like a good mood on Monday morning because dude, everything hurt, yeah, everything, like, everything, yeah. I mean, that's the best way I I can. (laughs) (laughs) Everything, yeah. And and my ankles were talking to me. I was like, dude, shut up. Um, (laughs) I gotta be on you, bro. Yeah, so. Mm. (laughs) there's two of you support me (laughs) yeah so i think i'm still processing it i know um i know i won't not ever run again but it's the farthest thing from my mind right now yeah yeah that's understandable brother yeah got a big year ahead of you
0: yeah daddy (laughs) daddy (laughs) if you guys are just joining us for the first time go check out our last episode eric has some major news Yeah. gonna be a daddy so that's that's really
1: exciting man thanks dude yeah thank you and I, i appreciate you celebrating that absolutely man that's fucking awesome it is awesome um it's like when's november gonna get here all right Um, we got plenty of time yes you do yes you do you know
0: i i i think what has really helped and propelled me towards continuing to push in this avenue was my failure yeah yeah and then proving to myself that i could do it sure you know so that like finishing it was like oh dude you fucking overcame your fear because i'm not gonna lie dude i was scared to death like dude what if your knee starts acting up what if you're like 15 miles in and in a completely different city like you're gonna have to ask a stranger to fucking give you a ride back because you can't walk the next 11 miles or 10 miles you know
1: it crossed my mind at one point i started looking around did you really oh yeah man i'm like is there going to be an exit out of here? <laughs> yeah. An emergency exit plan. Yeah. And I, that answer was no. Man. I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. I was like, no, just keep going. Yeah.
0: Did you, <clears throat> did you, did you look at a lot of the spectators? No. Or yeah, I didn't either. No. Like I heard people screaming and blah, blah, blah. Even when we saw Randy Ellen, like I grabbed water literally from the lady right in front of her. Yeah. And just like kept my, my head down and yeah. focused. And I, through my earbuds, I heard Chad. Chad, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I turned and I didn't even take my earbud out. I just like gave her the fucking yeah. gave her a little peace sign and kept going. But
1: yeah, it was uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't look at very many people. At I didn't all. either. I There was a couple signs, so I I did uh, make some intention to stop with like the kids. Yeah, Like, yeah. like the kids that were the, not all of them, obviously, but right. like the kid, like there was kids there that were like, you're so awesome, like like just amazing like saying affirmations and stuff I'm yeah like, dude okay dap for yeah, sure.
0: yeah i high-fived all the um pants. i
1: admit it's speaking of uh randy i when i saw her i immediately noticed her um but then you know i went to like give her dap but like she had water in her hand <laughs> so like i like at the last second i was like don't hit the cup dude you're just gonna knock, knock, it, yeah, over. You're gonna knock it over <laughs> thanks for the water <laughs> yeah yeah and um <laughs> so i just grabbed the water real quick but yeah I was, I kept going. I was, I didn't, didn't stop. I just said, thank you. And, uh, to the, especially to the people that were cleaning up all the streets. Oh yeah. Me uh, too. Yeah. Like, and, um, and that was it. I didn't, I didn't really look at a single other person. I was, that's more focused than I've ever been. Yeah. I didn't even, uh, I didn't even have headphones in for probably the, like, at least the last half, if not more. Yeah. Which is a different thing for me too. I was like. I have to find a different place. Right.
0: This place ain't cutting it.
1: Yeah. This, yeah, that's, which is awesome. Like, yeah, I was like, I I have to get like inside my head. Like, yeah, cause I need my own words right now.
0: Right. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think, I, I don't think I'm going, I'm going to go back to me. Yeah. For this next one. And not like when we ran the first one, I ran in shorts and gym shoes. Yeah. I'd have a phone. I didn't have anything else. Shorts and gym shoes. Yeah. and a t-shirt yeah i'm going back to that i'm not taking my phone i'm not taking any of the other bullshit even i i'm even reconsidering the energy gels because i feel like they didn't do a lot for me
1: for like i would say i agree with that it it like boosted me for like like a like a mile or two yeah and then i felt it just go
0: yeah it's like a roller coaster yeah it was like just way down
1: and but I did. I was like, "Ooh, I like that." I did feel it, which is weird. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when I do make the uh, choice to do another one, I'm definitely gonna take water. Yeah. Uh, did that affect you? No. No, there was enough water stations. It. I think it affected me. me. Um, and I, I grabbed water at every station.
0: Yeah. Did you grab any Gatorade? Or I grab,
1: any? Oh, dude. I, and at the end, I was grabbing a Gatorade and a water. That's what I
0: was doing. I was putting the water in the Gatorade. It yeah. sugary as
1: fuck. Dude, and uh, just downing them. Yeah. And there was even places that had whole bottles of water. Um, did you grab uh, the, the cold towel? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, dude, that was my favorite station. Yeah. That was, my, that was like 19, 20 miles, something yep. like that. Dude, that was my favorite favorite station. Yeah, and they had
0: a little shower. They had hoses out where you could run through. I I didn't do that because I had my phone. Me either. But But I did
1: grab the towel, and it was money. That was my favorite pickup.
0: I held it in my hands. That's something that I learned to regulate the body temperature the most effectively is your hands. And I think that was Nick bear also talked about that. Somebody has. Yeah. And, and I feel like I've heard that too. Cause most people like want to put it on their neck or on their head, yeah. but to help change, which makes total sense because in, in cognitive behavioral therapy to, to get into the present moment, if you're having an anxiety attack or a panic attack, you run your hands under cold water mm-hmm. and the sensory, um, the sensory information that you receive brings you into that present yeah. moment and snaps you out of that anxiety attack. That makes sense. So it makes perfect sense when you're fucking, your body is freaking out. Like, dude, what are you doing to me?
1: Mm.
0: You put, I just held it in my hands and it, it cooled me down a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was, that was my favorite. I loved that. So <laughs> shout out to the people with the cold towels. Yeah. Man. And then at one point a gator was going by and they had ice. Uh, they had ice yeah. and cold sleeves. Like, so it was like sleeves off of shirt, cut, you know, cut off the cloth. Yeah. And they had, those were cold and they had those. And I grabbed one of those too. Oh, nice. Dude. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. I grabbed
0: the guy was driving through the gator with the gator. Anybody need eyes?
1: I just grabbed yep. two
0: handfuls and again, held it in my hands until yep. helped me regulate. And, and the sun came out the last few miles. It did. And it. I thought it, I was like, oh, the sun will be out. That'll be great. Mm. But after you've ran 20 miles, you're like, that's the last thing you want to see is the fucking sun. Yep. <laughs> and I remember the back stretch, probably the last mile and a half, the wind coming off of the river was right in your face. Riddle. It's like, oh, this is the fucking, the most perfect ending to this. Just fucking uh, headwind right in your face. Man. Probably 15, 20 miles an hour.
1: Literally a slap in the face. Dude.
0: I was like, I was joking with the people that I was jogging with. It's like, this is, this is fucking, this is torture. Yeah. Like, th- this is horrible. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And of course, the wind's blowing and the sun's out. And it's like, God, of course, it could have been the complete opposite weather conditions. And I would have bitched at that point because yeah. I was just face it, my, I was, we were torturing ourselves at mm-hmm. that
1: point. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there, yeah, there was a whole lot of that. But man, we did it um, and didn't stop and uh, finished.
0: Yeah man. What was um what was your what was your greatest
1: takeaway from it? Um well that any that anything is possible. I mean if you like if you literally put your mind to it then you like you can do it. Like it I don't know. It just it, yeah. I think that was my greatest takeaway. I'm Again, I'm I'm still searching for something. Like it's like, because I don't usually have that that feeling. Like I I've always had that feeling of okay, what's next? So then my greatest takeaway is I can do that and I can do more, you know. And I hadn't pushed myself, but oh, okay. So another takeaway is like, I thought I was pushing myself before until I pushed <laughs> myself and did this. Right. You know, and I was like, wow, bro, you. Yeah, you can do so much more than what you than what you think. Um, so, yeah, that was my, that was my biggest takeaway. I never I never thought that I couldn't do it, but then when you do do it, you're like, okay, cool, yeah, I got that. Because it was it was at one point it was like man I don't I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, so. To, i had to go somewhere dark man and that was like just completely in my head literally just legs churning and just the i was talking to myself you know talking like goggins would talk to himself yeah and um oh your ankles hurt so so yeah <laughs> so what so does everybody else I, is yeah, around you <laughs> they're gonna hurt even worse later in life so get used to it all right you know that's i mean those were the things that i was saying and, um, but yeah, that you could be, you, you could do a whole lot more. Um, and man, even in like my, you know, some of my darkest moments where I'm like searching for purpose, like, all I have to do is tell myself that I can do it and put my head down and turn my legs and I'll make it. Right. You know? Yeah. So, Cause I, you know, even when I, when I made the decision to, uh, or yeah, when we did, uh, to sign up for it, um, you know, you can, super, you, you can say you, you can say you, I followed your lead brother. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I was, you know, super excited about it. And then, you know, leading up to the race, like days before, I mean, like I was just like, okay. I'm going to do this because I said I was going to do it, you know, and I'm not going to back down from that. But there was like a loss of meaning. I was like, I didn't, I was like, why, why am I doing this? Hmm. Yeah. It was strange.
0: You do Do you think it has to do with uh, what we've talked about in past episodes with like medicine not working anymore and um, <sighs> just like in, in that I place think, of, man, yeah. of limbo, yeah. like mental limbo? Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah yeah cuz you know stuff is just not firing how it used to yeah you know not same the same things aren't aren't going on yeah and uh and yeah it definitely has um so yeah it's weird to to feel both sides of it to where i was excited cuz we you know we were going to do it and uh and we did but it just had a whole different whole different meaning like when it actually came time for the race yeah. yeah. So, I don't know.
0: What? <coughs> so, uh, you've said you're still processing. Yeah. H- have you been able to identify that new meaning yet? No. No. Really. Was it a new meaning or lack of meaning? Like, before the race? Yeah, like when you were in that, like, okay, we're getting ready to do this, but I'm not really sure why.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. I don't know man I don't know how to how to really answer that question Yeah, it's just a it's just a strange feeling where one, one minute that's all I wanted to do mm-hmm. and then when it actually came time to do it it was like the last thing I wanted to do yeah it's weird I don't know but you did it man I'm proud of you for sure did it and that's the takeaway from it is like even even in that dark place. even in that dark place it's like hey man You just ran farther than you've ever ran. Right. When you didn't want to. More unassisted than you've ever been. Because I would run with my earphones in all the time. Mm -hmm. And listen to, you know, Goggins and all these motivational people, which I probably still will do. But, but yeah, that was intentional, too. And that's a place my brain's never been before. Yeah. It was like, dude, just shut it all off. Just go dark. Yeah. And put your head down and go. Go within. Go within. And it got me through. Yeah. So it was nice to be able to reach that point. Because <clears throat> I've never really been pushed to that point. Yeah. Definitely not voluntarily. <laughs> right. Yeah. <You know? clears throat> I mean, I put, put myself to that pain. But I know I can do it. Fuck yeah! on one of the hardest courses in the marathon game. Yeah, man. What would you call that? Marathon circuit? Circuit. I, I don't know. I, I don't think, know. think that's, that's the perfect word for it. I think that's a, probably exactly what they call it. Yeah. yeah. You can actually
0: qualify for the Boston Marathon, which I think is like the most yep. known marathon. Yep. Um, you can qualify through the... Yeah. Well, what about you, man? What was your biggest takeaway? Um, uh, Along the same lines is just... How powerful the mind is when the body wants to shut down. Oh my God, that's that's great, yeah, dude. It's just, just like for more than ten miles of that race, my body did not want to continue. Mm-mm. My legs hated me. Mm-hmm. So it it gave me something to focus in this next month. To to I'm gonna lift my legs a lot more yeah. and push my legs physically a mm-hmm. lot more than just running. Um, because I need to strengthen. I need to really, really strengthen my legs. So just how how powerful the mind
1: is, dude. It is. It's very powerful. Yeah.
0: And I thought a lot about, and, and hopefully this will uplift you a little bit. I would have never ran the Flying Pig if you didn't get me back into running. Yeah. And I remember distinctly the moment where I made that decision when we were on our trip to Colorado and to Utah mm-hmm. and you were like, I'm, I'm doing a half marathon. I was like, that sounds cool. I thought about it. You told me, I think before we went, mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, we should do that together. So thank you for, for, um, being a leader in this, in this world and yeah. leading by example yeah, and really opening a new door for me you know i see it it's something that um i'm grateful for you always pushing yourself and always being a leader not by talking but by example
1: yeah
0: you know and being vulnerable and and even just this episode like being vulnerable and real like hey you know i wasn't feeling it yeah you know and and that's okay we all fucking have those points in Mm -hmm. our lives you know Mm -hmm. and uh so thank you for for being a leader in this
1: world man yeah, it, it's it's been pretty cool to see yeah. you open up to it. Yeah, yeah. it's been good. It was yeah, good. it's it, it's been really awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has opened you up to a, a whole different world of things. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I've seen you post more about your physical activity in the last month than I've seen you post ever. Yeah, about being physically active. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a great tool for you. You know, it is. not only for yourself, but like for other people, because I feel like that's your mission is to help people yeah. and people realize that physical health, you know, when they see other people doing crazy shit like we're doing, you know, it's like, oh, oh shit. I, I Self-evaluation. Yeah, I can do that, too. Yeah. You know, I can do that, too, with with hard work. I mean, look, that's that's exactly what you and I did. I mean, I love Nick Bear. Like that's part of one of my biggest inspirations when it comes yeah. to running. So on just a smaller level for now, you know, uh, it's the same thing, you know? So I know people cause I see them comment on the stuff lately. They're like, dude, this is awesome. Like go you, like I've, I've seen it. So I think it's, it's been a great thing to watch and witness. And Thank you, brother. I think it's like a whole new atmosphere for you.
0: It is. It is. You know, and I've always been physically active, but over the past four or five years when I, I really dove into spirituality and meditation and I really got a lot uh, away from a lot of my physical stuff. Like I would go to the gym every now and then, maybe once or twice a week when I had free time and nothing else to do. But I never had the intention of staying physically fit, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was never really out of shape but it was never a focus of mine. Mm-hmm. And then just seeing you fucking post every day like out there running, out there running, out there running, out mm-hmm. there running. You triggered the same reflections in me that we are triggering in other people like hey bro, what are you what are you doing with yourself? Eric's fucking up running every morning yeah. while you're sleeping. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You know? Yeah. So um, I'm grateful for you and I and I wanted Thanks to share too. that and, and it was something I was reflecting on during the race. It's like, dude, I would never be doing this if Eric wasn't a crazy asshole and loved running so much. <laughs> 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 so uh I'm grateful to have a best friend that pushes himself and um that enjoys pushing themselves. Yeah. Like I do. Yeah. And um I think it's a really beautiful thing and a lot of people are like, you know, I heard someone say <clears throat> The teacher at school, um, that for the juvenile courts, we have a school there that the kids do school when they're in the rehab and detention center. And, um, the teacher was there. Someone said something about best friends and the teacher's like, adults don't do best friends. What? I'm like, yes, the fuck we do. Like
1: what are you talking about, man?
0: I'm sorry. You don't have a best friend, yeah. but I got a best friend. Right. It's like <laughs> you saying know? you don't eat. Right. Right. What? So, um, just man, today has been just like a day of reflecting and gratitude, and and you're a huge part of my life, so I'm super grateful for you, brother. Thank you for real, and um, I'm grateful for your authenticity, dude. Because you share you you go through some dark times, and you're very open about it. Yeah, and that's fucking powerful, dude. Yeah. A lot of people hide from their dark times. Yeah, and keep them dark. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's a true testament to how strong you truly are. Thank you. When you can shine light on your darkness for everybody to see, because that's a very vulnerable place.
1: It is a very vulnerable place, and it's, it sometimes can be looked at as a scary place, but it's yeah. it's not. It's right. just a real place.
0: Yeah, very real. It's a human place. That's why
1: everybody connects with it. Right. Because we all have it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to talk about because you don't want to like, you know, concern people or, you know, whatever, but it's like, it's, you've had the same feelings, right. you know, do you want to talk <clears> about <throat> them or not? Right. Yeah. Cause, and that's, and I've learned that like, I mean, even, even just saying something about the race today where like where I wasn't really excited. It's like, you know, there's nothing to fix about that. You know, right. it's just like, just oh, how it was. Okay. Right. You know, but I, even myself, it's like, you know, tend to want to fix like things. It's like, just, it is what it is. It's right. showing, Maybe it's showing you something different. Right. And that's what it is. So yeah. maybe that's the biggest takeaway that I haven't gotten yet. Wow. No. I just said it. So, yeah. you know. But yes, thank you, man. Because uh, sometimes it can be uh, a scary thing to be vulnerable, to just be honest, to be just to tell people your thoughts. Yeah. Because a lot of times when you tell someone your thoughts like and it doesn't really agree doesn't mean like you're wrong or they're right or whatever sometimes it just creates like a like a thing like if you're open and honest it might might make people feel like they need to help you or something which is cool but i'm fine right you know i don't know if that makes sense
0: no it does and i think it's something that we've talked about uh before we even started recording this with uh i I'm that unsolicited advice giver. You know, and, and I have a hero complex that I I want to fix everybody and yeah. everything.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's not because I think I'm better than anybody. It's right. because I genuinely want to help. Yeah. But it's not always received well, and yeah. nor should it even be given yeah. a lot of the times unless it's asked for.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and and I'm really bad with my wife. Yeah. I'm really bad because I live with her every day. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, I hear When you're with somebody all the time, you hear a lot of the same stuff, Mm -hmm. whether it's complaining or good things or bad things. And for me, having that hero savior complex of trying to fix everything and everybody and thinking I fucking not thinking I know everything, but thinking that I have a tool to help you Mm -hmm. um, has been has been one of my biggest lessons Mm -hmm. and and one of my um, toughest lessons because even still to this day when i hear people upset or this went wrong or they they're having this kind of day i'm like well try this and they're like fuck you yeah and i'm like oh shit that's not yeah damn it fuck me yeah. <laughs> you
1: yeah. know yeah yeah it's hard i mean it's hard yeah you know we 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 want to help people you know yeah. i like i watched a video the other day um i can't remember her name but it's this doctor and it's like uh because i want to i want to work on being more empathetic towards people like and and less like giving advice like that because i do the same thing i'm yeah. like oh try this or i i do this to do that it's right. like those are good statements but they have their place right and like immediately like when like if i'm going to give advice to somebody it's, it's not always the best card to do that right in the beginning Right. that card is saved for later you All know right. like when the hand presents itself and you're like boom when you've created is. the space for yeah, it yeah yeah yeah, because it can come off very unempathetic yeah like and i think it's just a, like a normal like human reaction
0: like, to it, want to give advice or no no, no to, like to, to uh, like, fuck you when yeah it gives you yeah you.
1: when someone well there's like a, it's almost like a math equation i think like two plus two equals four so if you try to jump to just four, you've forgotten the two plus two, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. So like this lady was saying, like, there's, there's ways that you can, um, connect with somebody like, you know, just a simple thing. Like if you tell me a story where like where you're upset or whatever, like you, you can say like, I'm really sorry to hear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is much different than saying something like, um, I'm sorry, period. All right. Like that's much different. Like, cause you're saying like, Hey, I empathize with you. Like, I'm sorry that you're going through that. I'm sure that's tough. Right. You, validating. Validating. Yeah. And then you validate their emotions. And then, cause that's what I would want somebody to do for me, man. Sorry. You know, you're going through that. Um, so there are like little things that you can do. And you know, again, advice giving is great when asked for. All right. And you, like, I didn't even know that. I'm like, fuck dude. I've been coming off unempathetic a lot. Yeah. So I can listen more, yeah. you know, I can do more and then, and then maybe some advice later, but it's just about being, being heard and being listened to. I think yeah. that's what people like.
0: Yeah, dude, I, most of my life I have been unempathetic and I still struggle with it. Yeah. For me, not only is it like a hero complex, but on another layer of it, it's like, I know that I am the only one that has my answers and the only one that can go through it. So when you I tend to block out things when they're said to me. It's like, "Well, you're the only one with your answers." Like, "Why are you telling me like you got to go through it?" Yeah. And that's a horrible that's horrible train of thought mm-hmm. when somebody's telling you something that they need to be heard. So it, it's something that dude, it's something that I struggle with. Yeah. Being unempathetic, it's like, well, or or here's another one. You already know what you got to do. You've done it in the past. Mm -hmm. Like you, you've done it in the past. But what I've got to remind myself is the past is the past and things evolve and there's different, there's different numbers in the equation. There's different, you know, it's all totally different problem. Mm -hmm. It may be on the surface to you, somebody not in that internal world. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the same problem, but it's completely fucking different. Yeah. And it's just it's something that I've got to constantly remind myself. It's like, dude, you have no fucking clue what's going on in their world. Mm-hmm. How are you going to give advice when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about in their world? Mm-hmm. You know, on the surface, you might might sound good, you know, but I don't know. I mean, well, we mean well. Sure. You know, I think I it feels it feels like I'm an asshole when I say I'm unempathetic because I genuinely do care a lot about people. Yeah. But it's a, it's a weird fine line. It is like, I care so much about you that I want to give you every tool I have, Mm. even if you're not shopping for tools. Mm. It's like, bro, I don't want, (laughs) okay. Another kind of a, a a real life situation that you could apply that to is Brittany's dad collects shit and he wants to give me all the physical shit. Hey man, you'll like this and you'll like this. Like, bro, I don't want any of your shit. Like, I don't want your, I don't want. Clutter. I don't yep. want that. Yep. it's not for me. Same way. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know, and it, so I, I. That's another thing I remind myself is like, dude, people try to give you shit. You are like, I don't want that. If I wanted it, I'd get it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same fucking thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I, I. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm the same way. I don't. I don't. Uh, if I wanted it, I, I would have it. I would go get it. Right. I mean, that's. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe
0: that's unempathetic too, because someone is trying to give you something and you're like, no, bro, I don't want that.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, I think there are again, ways uh, to, to handle those types of things. You know, I mean, there's nice ways that you can, you know, tell people that you appreciate their offering, but like, no, no, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing where like, no has become like a sign of like, I don't like you. Yeah. 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 Right, like, no, still like you, yeah, I still I still love you, yeah, I just like, don't want that, yeah, I just, I just don't want it, yeah, that, but it's not that simple anymore, right, I don't think, yeah, I think there's a lot of emotion that goes into that
0: there's a, yeah, there's a lot of attachment, yeah, attachment is is huge, We're attached to physical items, to uh, happenings, to people, to uh, trauma, mm-hmm. We attach ourselves because we don't know the true identity of ourselves a lot of times, and I say we just like what I observe from a lot of people, fuck from some people, some. some people um, that, that we aren't clear on who the fuck we are. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I'm a banker. Mm-hmm. And we started attaching to all these false premises of who we actually are. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? <laughs> so it's like, uh, I've, I've noticed a lot of people and you can see it with hoarders. People collect material items because it's almost like they are emotionally empty. So it's mm-hmm. like bringing physical energy into their world to try to fill their world. And they become so attached to it. Have you ever seen the show? Yes. It's like they try to throw something away that they have. The, that person hasn't seen in 25 years and it's molded and rotten. Got dog shit on it. Yeah,
1: literally And they, they have a meltdown.
0: a meltdown over it. Yeah. It could be a newspaper from 1982. Yeah. And they have a whole fucking story behind it. Like, that was the year my mother left my dad, and this happened. And,
1: and it mentions the word John. And right. You know, and that was like, my dad's name. Yeah. And that was my dad's name. It's right. It's not even about him. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Life is
0: crazy, man.
1: Crazy uh, messy. It is crazy messy, man. And, um, yeah, boy, you just don't know what people have been through, what they're going through. Um, Hoarders is an interesting one. I mean, yeah like you said, I think we all attach to to things um and that's a that's an interesting one um because it's like physical space you know and 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 everybody's different um you know for me it's like when I have a bunch of stuff around me that that you know first off has no like for me it doesn't have any meaning some things do, but I couldn't imagine myself being a hoarder. And I know the people that hoard couldn't imagine themselves either, but it's like, man, that's a lot. Like I can barely, this is driving me nuts over here. Like my clothes that are on the thing. Like, yeah, that's my own doing that. They're not in the thing, but I I can't imagine having just stacks like newspapers or something or right, man, it's a sad show. It really is. It's a sad show. It's not really happy. No, it's really, um, I
0: enjoy it and the sense that from a psych- a psychology student, it's interesting to see how emotionally attached, yeah. and like hearing the backstory of when it started. because yeah, There's always a, some trauma.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's always related to trauma. Yeah. I, I can't say I, I've watched one of them and been like, oh, this was like a happy story. Right, right, yeah, yeah. they got it all figured out. Nothing ever bad happened to them. Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one, man. Yeah, seen them have meltdowns over over stuff, but um, yeah, trauma, trauma, trauma bond, yeah. I love you, brother,
0: dude. I'm so proud of us.
1: Me too, man. 26.2. Mm-hmm.
0: One percenters. Mm-hmm. That's pretty
1: cool. That is that is pretty awesome. And uh, the metal.
0: It's is legit, Is It is legit. It is heavy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. They mm-hmm. put that thing around my neck. I was like, damn, my legs hurt, bro. Take like, this hey, shit man. off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Now I'm going to walk back to my car, too? Jesus. All right. All
0: right. Where's the fucking gator shuttle at? Uh, Coming to a uh, city near you. Yep, we'll be. Um, it's a light shuttle service.
1: The light shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'd pay an extra two bucks for that ride.
0: Yeah, because I mean, it it was probably a, a quarter to a half a mile from the finish line to where I parked, and it's like,
1: really? Yeah, Fuck. A, yeah. Can uh, I park at the start
0: line next year?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I paid a little bit of attention to where we parked. When we parked, um, but not too much, and yeah. uh, I realized that at the end of the race. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: fuck. I was like, oh, where do we park? And it was dark when we started. Yeah, it
1: was dark, too, yeah. But look, you had sent me your location. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wait a second. And I was all discombobulated. Like, Dude. I was all over the place at the end. I didn't know how or what to feel. Uh, it was strange. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Hold on, Kayla, give me a second. Like I'll I'll find the parking garage, but like I need a second. Right. <laughs> I looked it up and I was like, Oh yeah, you sent me your location. I got it. Perfect. Yeah. And I was like, It's like a ten minute walk from here and I I'm not sure I said much.
0: Doug, give me a piggyback ride.
1: <laughs> As somebody asked, Yeah, it was either Doug or Kayla. He's like, you want a piggyback? I was like, uh yeah. Actually, I do. <laughs> uh, this is the first I, and only time as an adult I'm going to take you up on this. I can't say I've had one requested in the last <laughs> 20 years of my life. So, you know what? Yeah. I do want one. Thank you. Yep, yeah, but that was uh, didn't happen. So, we walked back. You know, I felt
0: Monday, my body wasn't as sore as I thought it was. I took an ice bath Sunday, but I felt hungover. Like I had been at the bar all night the night before, that was mm. probably the best best way to describe how I felt Monday morning when I woke up. It's like, holy shit, holy shit. I feel hungover shit. I probably from dehydration. And I was going to
1: say, I know I was dehydrated, um, because when I came home, but I was. I was pounding water in Gatorade to the point where I was like, dude, this got to be too much. Right. Like, and then I, uh, from the last race, because I knew I got dehydrated at the last race too, um, I put uh, one of these in the car, filled it up with water, and had a um, liquid IV ready. And I put it in there. As soon as I got to the car, that's the first thing I drank, chugged it. And then I had another bottle ready. Drank that on the way to, to lunch. But when I got home, um, I don't know, again, if it was just like the point of like literally everything hurting and like my body was like shutting down. Like, you know, I got home and um, I think you would know me as a person that pushes the limits.
0: Oh, yeah. That's why we're besties, bro. and, uh,
1: And when I got home, taking an ice bath was in my head. It was too much. Yeah. Like I was like I can't, I can't go through that today. Yeah. Like that was the point that's the point I was at. Yeah. I was like, dude, I I can't. I was like, I can't go through that. So when I had that thought, like my I got like I had chills uh, thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, nah, nah. Too much stress. That doesn't. Body. Yeah. That doesn't seem like it's gonna help right now. I know how it great it is for inflammation. It's the best. Yeah. I know that. It's like, duh. But dude but yeah and i told someone that um and they were like yeah you're you're probably dehydrated if you got chilly like that yeah so that makes sense but i don't know how i mean
0: well we did <laughs> 26.2 <run 26 laughs> reasons why you were dehydrated <laughs> but you're right it's it's hard to rationalize because in on a normal or in a normal situation drinking that much would be like, bro, <laughs> you'd be bloated and be like, oh, my God, fuck, yeah. no more liquids.
1: It was to the point where when I was grabbing cups from people, I was praying that it was a full cup because I don't know about you, but some of those cups were only about like half full yeah. and some of them were sips. Yeah. And um, and I was like, man, I hope I get a full cup this time. I hope I get a full cup this time. <laughs> felt like I was in. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Oh man, I felt like I was in Costa Rica or some yeah. full cups.
0: Yeah. Full cups. Drink a full cup in Costa Rica.
1: So yeah, dude. Um Yeah, I feel like I had enough, but yeah. Uh it was rough. Yeah, I um
0: I had that I had the same I had the, I had the same thoughts. I, before I got in, like as the water's going, my muscles were so tight. I'm like, dude, what if you get in this water? Because your muscles naturally tighten up when you get in cold water. Uh-huh. I'm like, dude, what if you get in this water and you just have like a full body Charlie horse to where your body just l- literally locks up? Yeah. Because it's already locking up. Cold water is just going to make them constrict more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, no. Inflammation, soreness, get the shit out. Yeah. So I, I got in actually right after the ra- I drove straight from the race to Cole's first T-ball game, mm-hmm. which did <laughs> such a fucking – such a reward for the end of the race because watching 18 five-year-olds, 19, 25-year-olds, run after this ball like the balls hit and every single one of them almost fucking run to the ball no yeah. matter what position they're playing yeah in. Dude. and they all jump on the ground to get the ball and a couple of them whine because they didn't get the ball and dude it was funny and um shout out to Brittany; she had her camera i got her camera for christmas she was out there like team mom photograph getting pictures of all the kids and guiding cole so i didn't have to because t- <laughs> you know how he felt after the like <laughs> that I I wanted to wear my medal because I didn't want people to be like, what the fuck is wrong with that
1: dude? Yeah. It was like hobbling,
0: it's like hobbling, okay. like hunched over. Like I got a stick in my ass. Like, yeah.
1: Oh dude, I can't fucking move. I can barely move.
0: And they're like, you know, both family, like both sets of grandparents. Well, my mom and her parents were there and, um, aunts and uncles and there were so many people there like you want to sit down you want to sit i'm like if i sit down i'm not getting up Mm -hmm. like i i stood the whole fucking race like not race game yeah it's like dude i if i sit down i'm not gonna move they're Uh like let's go to lunch i'm like i'm not going anywhere but home (laughs) y'all go do your thing i'm doing me like that's another thing like Brittany last week she's like we're gonna have steaks we're gonna cook out and I'm like, let's address that after we run 26.2 miles because I have a feeling Eric and I probably aren't going to want to do shit. Like, I love the gesture. It's really sweet. I appreciate that, but bro, yeah. <laughs> I know who's going to be grilling. Yeah. And I'm not going to want to grill and worry about cleaning up like let's have an easy day. Let's have an
1: easy day. It it sounded really tempting. Um there's nothing that I wanted more than Food.
0: See, I, I did not, dude. I didn't eat till probably six or seven
1: that night, dude. I ate everything. Did you? Everything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: What'd you get I, at first
1: watch? Um, One of, ev- like literally one of everything. I got the tri- trifecta or the traditional one of the two, but you get like eggs, bacon. I got, we got chicken sausage. We got an extra plate of bacon. Um, I had, uh, what else I had toast. I had, I had some of Kayla's plate, <laughs> I had coffee, uh, <coughs> had all that. And then got home, you know, I was still just so hungry. Um, so probably, I don't know. I don't know how calories work person to person, but, uh, I think it was like 3,500 and some odd calories I burned. Mm-hmm it's like, a lot of calories. I figured I'd, we'd be burning about four thousand. That's a lot of calories, man. Um, at one time, but <laughs> yeah, it is, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. And so, yeah, I I just came home and smashed, and then, dude, we had steaks that night. Um, I had some of Kayla's steak too. I ate obviously my own plate, and then I had some of hers. Um, but I've never wanted to smash food harder. Really? Yeah. I, I ate everything in the house, I think. I mean, I didn't stop. I ate yeah. nuts. Everything. All day long. And then the next day, I rarely eat breakfast, if at all. Uh, and I I was just like, I have to have something. Like, my body was just like screaming at me. Like, dude, eat. Feed me. Yeah. And I grabbed two of these uh, kind bars that I had at work and smashed those. And that seemed to do pretty good. But yeah.
0: I, I wonder if... The difference is uh, the carb loading that I did that I didn't could be feel like I like I didn't want to eat my body was so like worn out it's like I don't have the energy to process food bro don't fucking feed me, um, but that's the difference you and I have talked about it mm-hmm. so I um did a bunch of pasta and breads and shit probably a few I started a few weeks before just so I didn't change my diet the week of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric stuck with his meat diet, mm-hmm. predominantly meat diet. So I, I, I bet that's probably a
1: difference for sure. Probably. It definitely carries energy, Yeah, you know, throughout, but yeah, I yeah. gained
0: like 10 pounds in like three weeks from fucking eating pastas and breads and shit. <laughs> and I'm cutting that shit out. Well, fuck,
1: it, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the my, I don't, I have a limited knowledge on it, but my limited knowledge on it is that I eat mostly fat, yeah. and that's, I think, I could be very wrong on this, but I think that my body, when you eat a bunch of fat like that, and you don't really eat carbs too much, which if I do eat carbs, some carbs, and again, I, I'm a little bit out of my element on that one, but I don't eat very many. Yeah. And um, and from what I've learned is like, you can either burn Fat or you burn carbs, it just depends on what fuel you put in your body, right, like what fuel you put in your car, that's what it's gonna burn right, and it takes a while to switch over, but I've been eating fats and stuff like that to try to fuel my body for a long, long time, and it's always worked, yeah, so I was like, there's no reason to change that, right, Run miles before, run tons of miles, and it fuels me the whole time, yeah not twenty six though. <laughs>
0: Not until Sunday.
1: Not until Sunday. Yeah, that's the whole point of the keto diet, right? Yeah. To burn
0: ketones instead of carbs. Yep. Yeah. So. Wow. Ah, 26.2. In the books. We did it. We did it. We, did it. we finished. Ayo, Adrian. <laughs> we did it. Uh I think that might be the title. Ayo. <coughs>
1: What a great episode, man. <laughs> I guess boxing related, but it made me think of Mike Tyson just now. Punch that person on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I had told somebody I literally, I think a day before that happened or two days before that. Hey, have you ever like checked out Mike Tyson lately? He's such a. Calm centered guy, <laughs> <laughs> and then he fucking punches somebody. Yeah, then he punches somebody.
0: Did you see the video of uh, him and Dana White on uh, a private jet? Mm-mm. And Dana is sitting in the seat, and Tyson comes up. He's like, "Hey, get out of my seat." Mm-hmm. Dana's like, "Okay, okay." He gets up like real gingerly, <laughs> like moves the seat. Tyson sits down with the mm-hmm. sits down with a big smile on his face. Okay, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> Man, you got anything in
1: closing? This. This marathon episode. It's a marathon. It is. Run it a is. lap. That's what Nipsey Hustle used to say. It's a marathon, run a lap? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some more words in there, but I can't say those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I think I'm picking up what you're laying down, so we'll (laughs) leave it at that so we don't get canceled from Spotify and uh, call it it an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, (laughs) Oh, man, we love you guys so much. We thank you so much if you're still with us on this wonderful episode. Always grateful, always giving thanks for you listeners, and, man, hope you stay tuned for another week with us at the Roundtable. We love you and good
1: night. Everything's already alright.